1: Welcome to the New Growth Podcast with Nikki Walton. Join her as she explores divine love as a key to spiritual growth, empowered service, and inner and outer success. If you'd like to support Nikki's podcast, please visit BeHereNowNetwork.com forward slash Nikki. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of New Growth. I am your host, Nikki Walton, and today joining me, I have Humble, the poet, who is a best-selling author, a poet. um, uh, You are a rapper, a YouTuber, spoken word artist. You do it all. Thank you so much for joining us today.
2: Thank you so much for having me.
1: And also, okay. Okay. So quick story, I have lots of friends on IG and they always send me folks that I need to speak with. And you came through my, um, like into my radar just last week from a friend and he was like, you have to get him. You have to talk to him. And he actually sent along a couple of questions that he once answered, but I hadn't heard of you because I basically live under a rock. I think I've seen your name, you know, like from quotes on IG, but I had not done a deep dive. So I did a deep dive. And I came across your music and I came across a very appropriate song called hair um, Mm -hmm. from, is it righteous ratchet, which is an amazing, (laughs) I love it. So I listened to the song and it was so dope that I went to find to see if it was a video for it. And I watched the video and y'all at home, please go watch the video for hair on righteous and ratchet. If you haven't seen it, I mean, you probably have, and I'm just super late, but I loved the way it was you, you know, rapping, but you had other people, you know, like it was your voice, but it was their faces. And one of my main spiritual practices is recognizing that every face is a face of God. So I thought, and I don't know if that was what your approach was, but that's how I took it. And it was really powerful. And the song is really dope. So thank yeah, you it for was, that.
2: Oh, no problem. Thank you so much for checking it out. Yeah, it was, the, the original concept was, you know, let's, Celebrate as as much of different styles of hair as possible, but then realizing, you know, I'm I'm from Toronto and I'm born and raised here, and this is one of the most diverse cities in the world. It's like, okay, let's celebrate real diversity, yeah. um, especially diversity around women. So, the, the the premise and the idea was to be the you know, and, and and my own battles with my own ego was like, okay, now you you take a back seat, right? And, and, and let's have these uh extremely fly unique dope
1: gorgeous yeah, yeah represented
2: and then also you know all of them are from the city uh with the exception of one who's mm-hmm. from the bay but um really showcase what what diversity means and and, and i've I spent the last five years before the pandemic living in the states and really gaining an appreciation of toronto realizing that we're so much Farther ahead in the world of diversity. You look so much Uh, better. (laughs) Yeah. And and I mean, to the point where it's not just simply ethnic diversity, it's diversity Mm -hmm. of the archetype. So it was like, you know, when you watch this video for hair, you're going to see not just only different women with different styles of hair, different colors of hair. You're going to see different body types. You're going to see different different fashion styles you're gonna see different swags different energies um different lifestyle choices uh you know different abilities everything and it was just so awesome and dope to do it and i mean it's been four years i think since we we, we shot the video and just to see how many of them have gone on to really big things uh in mm. their own you know some of them were dancers some of them were entrepreneurs uh you know some of them were last minute choices you know because we yeah. couldn't Else. and you know one of the girls was the actual producer of the video and then when we couldn't wow. find somebody to be in a certain scene she's like fuck it i'll do it <laughs> and yeah I you love know, it. yeah one's a I dentist now and it's just it's really you know one started a tea company the the uh, the, the female she's in a she's in a wheelchair and she started her own tea wow.
3: company
2: and wow. oprah, up in oprah magazine so it was just like watching all these really cool things happen with them but yeah it was it was just this whole beautiful project and celebration of the city and, and, and diversity and um, I, I'm so happy with the way it turned out. That was probably one of the, the, the first videos that I was able to completely not have to negotiate or mm-hmm. compromise my vision in any way, shape or form. And, and it turned out brilliantly and it was received brilliantly. And I'm super grateful for that.
1: Wow. Well, it's all new to me and I could tell that it was way ahead of its time. So thank you. The diversity was amazing. Mm -hmm. Women were gorgeous and all the different hair textures, all the skin tones. It was right up my alley. So Mm -hmm. thank you. You said the word swag and that was going to be one of my next questions because I'm trying to figure out like your whole swaggy situation. Like I talked to a lot of spiritual messengers, Um, folks that uh, they don't even consider themselves teachers, but they still have a certain way about them, you know, and you break All of those like stereotypes, you know, you got tattoos and you rap and you know you you express yourself in a way that is representative of the culture and is leading the culture. So I want to know, like, who are you? (laughs) Where did you come from?
2: I mean, I I mean, as I said, I'm from Toronto. I'm from one of the most diverse places on the planet. I'm from, and in many instances, I'm from the future. You know, I'm in a place where, uh, you know, not only are we encouraged and uncomfortable to be how we we came out the womb and 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 the various cultures and heritages we have but we're also encouraged to be who we're discovering we are so Mm. you know i can on a superficial level say i'm a i'm a i'm a you know a North Indian Punjabi boy, you know, whose parents came to to Canada in the seventies and I was born here. But, you know, the truth is, as, as I uncovered myself, I'm an artist, I'm an artist first and foremost, beyond everything. And an artist's job is to add to the world, bring something new to the world. Uh, and hopefully that, that, that newness is beauty. And uh, that requires, you know, having to counter the the tribal mindset, you know, that, that, that requires us to live on the edge of culture. That requires us to have a critical lens for how we were raised and be like, okay, how much of what I was taught makes sense today? How much of that can I carry forward? And how much of that has to be left in the past? And how do I add on to that? You know, recognizing that culture and heritage isn't something static and that the people a thousand, 150 years ago, didn't know more than we know now and didn't have all the answers and things weren't better then. things are the better, better is tomorrow. And for, for things to be better tomorrow, we have to build more and, uh, you know, not hold it against those of the past, you know, for, mm-hmm. for passing down information that may or may not be relevant now. So for me, it's, it's always been that. And I think, you know, my, uh, my introduction into to activism and understanding about a world beyond my little bubble was, you know, Momia Abu-Jamal, uh, Malcolm X, and, and really understanding that, you know, there's, there's one thing to have a message. There's another thing to be the messenger. And, you know, realizing, you know, Malcolm X's impact, you know, didn't come simply from him preaching the right words. It was his Detroit Red Days, you know, him being a legitimate pimp. Him, you know, having the ability to, to understand how to communicate and get an idea across way before he had I mean, a authentically, out.
1: authentically, you know, authentically yeah.
2: way yeah. before he even had a good message to share.
1: Right.
2: Um, and so I really, you know, I noticed that. And then also just paying attention to how I was influenced. Like, you know, it was, you know, it was, it was seeing Andre 3000 in a turban. Mm-hmm. You know, that made me feel cool. Yeah. And, and and hearing his messaging and, and, and hearing his storytelling and being like, you know, there's 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 a lot to be said about the the applesauce, that that the pill is mixed inside. <laughs> and I um love that. My, my 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 upbringing, where I'm from, you know, and then before even being an artist, I was, I was working as an elementary school teacher. And again, the, the big idea there was, you know, to connect with your students. It's about how you deliver the ideas. Mm-hmm. It's not the idea, you know, it's not that a kid can't wrap their head around a concept. It's how we, we share that concept with them, mm-hmm. you know, whether we share it uh, with our voice, whether we share it with visuals, whether we put them in a kinesthetic uh, opportunity to try things out for themselves. So all of that has, you know, all those breadcrumbs were always in my life and leading me up to where I am today. Um, while at the same time, you know, always recognizing, um, you know, as Dr. Sue says, you know, why, why try to fit in when you were born to stand out. So, you know, the, the young insecure years of, of look, being a visible minority, you know, I'd gone through those and, and as an adult realizing that, hey, you know, now's the opportunity, you know, you, you went through the tunnel, you went through the hardest parts of it and you came out with a stronger sense of self, with an authentic confidence. Um, and, and now is an opportunity to, to, to use that to add value to other people's lives and get other people to, you know, stand up a bit straighter and be more comfortable in their skin and to not only embrace the worlds they were raised in, but also to, to, to take a deeper dive into the world that they are, find out who's, who's there and, and bring that out into the open because none of us will truly feel connected if we, we don't have an opportunity to be our authentic self.
1: Right. Wow, that's powerful. You said a mouthful. I want to speak more to confidence and like that authentic confidence. How did you go from that awkward phase to stepping into yourself and to what we see now?
2: Um, well, first and foremost, confidence isn't a, an on and off thing. So it's not like you have confidence or you don't have confidence. So I still have plenty of moments where I wish I had more confidence. Um, and, and to me, confident confidence is a foundation that we build. Um, and what often does confidence is
1: built, feel like to you? So in the moments where you don't have it, how does that feel like in the body or in the mind?
2: It, it feels like you're, you're that you don't have a foundation that you're standing upon. You know, if things feel shaky, if things feel uncertain, things feel uh, unclear and foggy, um, you know, irrespective of what your brain's saying, your body is completely, you know, almost shutting down in different situations. So, you know, nerves, you know, sweats, heart racing, mm, you know, yeah. a little bit of fear. But the, the interesting thing is it's feeling that and moving forward despite which establishes. Yes. The, the yeah. confidence, whether it's public speaking, whether it's walking up to a stranger, whether it's releasing a new project, whether it's, um, you know, telling the truth, anything that that, that needs to, to happen that, that we're afraid of. And yeah. it comes with practice, you know, yes. and we have to abandon this idea that there are confident people and not confident people. Somebody can be completely Ooh, confident. Yeah. yeah. You know, somebody can be completely confident standing in front of 10,000 people doing a speech, but they may not be a confident swimmer or they may not be confident dancing
3: mm-hmm.
2: uh, or they may not be confident to have, to say no to people. You know what I mean? Like there's, yeah. di- there's different departments where we can have more confidence than others. And, you know, obviously in the things that I have inadvertently spent my 10,000 hours on, I'll have much more confidence. Uh, and then the things I'm brand new at, I won't. And I think it's, it's really about finding those things that you're not confident at that align with your priorities and, and, and and practicing them and being okay with that so like you know this during the pandemic I I got into boxing and the more I box the more I realize I suck at boxing (laughs) at the same time I'm also finding the wonder of just having this sport deconstructed and revealed to me so where before I just thought it was two guys punching each other in the face Mm -hmm. now I'm seeing the footwork I'm seeing the timing I'm seeing the rhythm and this has allowed me to have a whole new appreciation for like Muhammad Ali and I can go back and watch his fights from the 60s and the 70s and be like wow like look at his footwork and yeah you know correlating that to, to mine and being like okay or, or, or watching even the UFC now mixed martial arts and and seeing all the subtleties because now that I have to do them the movements and realizing like you're not punching with your arm you're punching with your body you got to pivot mm. you got to turn uh the pain that comes with that you know right I not mean,
1: like, be afraid I, to get hit that'd be I would be so scared the whole time I'd be completely ineffective
2: And and that, that in itself is a whole thing where it's like, you know, I'm working with a trainer, I'm punching a bag or I'm punching pads. And then one moment he's like, okay, now you're going to block and I'm just going to come hit at you. And, you know, not even getting hit hard. And then just seeing how that impacts my thinking be like, holy crap, (laughs) these guys are getting punched hard in the face. I just got Mm -hmm. tapped in the head and my vision is blurry. And seeing it as a a very, you know, it it, it can really, you know, uh, it's a really great ego killer. Uh, especially knowing that, you know, I'm, I'm, I'll never, you know, as a, as a responsible adult, I'll never use this on the streets. And as a, as an older, as somebody who's getting older, I'm, I'll never be a contender if I go into the ring with a bunch of, you know, 20 year olds, mm.
3: you
2: know, I will just get my butt kicked. So I was just like, okay, we're, we're, it was, you know, we're not going to wait. We're not going to, we're not going to practice this at the nightclub. We're going to practice this in the ring with a bunch of younger guys and get beat up and let's just do that. So, <laughs> So I, what I made you do it? Like
1: what got you interested?
2: Um, confidence. I think, mm-hmm. you know, by default, it's already changed my ability to be uh, around people, um, being in a situation to 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 know I can keep other people safe. Mm-hmm. Um, also have a better relationship with my body to yeah. see, understand how it moves, to understand its limitations, uh, to understand, um, you know, the importance of that. And I think also, um, you know a whole new relationship with fear as i said like mm-hmm. most of our fears are not generally related now to physical danger right. you know they're, they're related to humiliation uh rejection
3: yeah.
2: uh you know neglect and so just continually wanting to 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 take a deeper dive with my relationship with fear and then saying okay you know, not only in my boxing, I'm doing ice baths, I'm doing a whole bunch of other things. And it's like, OK, mm-hmm. doing all these things that you're afraid of make writing that email a little bit easier, makes ah. out there, makes asking for help a little bit easier. So it's really yeah. about, you know, doing these things to, to, again, strengthen that foundation and be like, OK, you know, these are the things that we're capable of doing. So mm-hmm. a lot of the day to day stuff that we experience in the first world that seems terrifying, really mm-hmm. isn't that terrifying anymore. And it's a yeah. strengthening, you know, having a better relationship with my fight or flight systems.
1: Beautiful. It sounds like your whole life is one big spiritual practice, like bringing awareness into everything. And
2: I, I really enjoy being a student. And I think, you know, for yeah. me, it's, it's less about viewing myself as a teacher and it's about being that that, that student of life who likes sharing his notes. And knowing that when he when his notes are thorough, then that's that's also evidence that he's learning, you know. Yeah. It's, you know, to 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 to, to uh, better your own teachings, right. it's uh it's it's yeah, you know you have to share that with other people.
1: What's one of your favorite notes that you share?
2: I mean, a favorite note that I took recently in a conversation. I mean, I have sticky notes everywhere here. <laughs> um, uh, love in slow motion. You know, I think, you know, especially when it comes to romantic love, so many of us are, are outcome driven. We're not looking yeah. for the journey. We're looking for the partner. We're looking for the husband, yes. the wife, yeah.
1: the, the end game,
2: the end game, the hashtag yeah. couples goals. But yeah. what we're not doing <laughs> is we're not um, enjoying that journey. We're focused on the yeah. pot of gold and not the rainbow, realizing yeah. that the rainbow is what really is the uh, the reward.
1: Oh, speaking of which, I, the hold only on for um, one second.
2: My puppy's biting yeah, yeah. In water. Sorry. <laughs> Puppy, she's.
1: Oh, hello. So freaking cute. What's yes. her name? Boogie. Boogie! Oh, that's what I call my daughter. I have a ten-year-old oh. daughter, and she came out dancing. So she's been boogie ever since.
2: Oh, that's so wonderful. I'm <laughs> sure, your daughter isn't biting on wires like boogie. Hopefully so not.
1: Boogie.
2: <laughs> boogie feels neglected right now, so she's taking oh, it out. I'm sorry,
1: water. Boogie. I won't take too oh, much no, longer. It's all
2: good. No, no, it's all good. She's. This is part of the process. She. she How no old she, is she? She's only. Uh, she's turning three months next week.
1: Oh my gosh. So you in it. My sister just got a puppy. Um, it's been about three about four months now, and they haven't slept. It's like constant, you know, trying to keep pee and poop off the floor of <laughs> yes. a new house. It's like incessant. I'm like, girl, good.
2: It, it is definitely a practice of accountability and selflessness. And and that was one of the motivations behind getting her was uh, you know kind of undoing some of the the ways I was raised. I was raised in a suck it up household, which I think many uh, of us were.
1: Yeah, for sure. And
2: now I, I'm working with a very vulnerable creature who I, I can never yep. say to it suck it up.
1: Suck it up. Exactly. I have to yeah. I
2: have to be empathetic. I have to hold space. I have to be nurturing. I have to yeah. be accommodating. Yeah. I have to I have to revisit and reconcile my relationship with idealism. Mm. You know? But in the beginning, I'm like, she's going to be perfect. I'm going to teach her all these dope, mm-hmm. amazing things. And then I realize, oh, she's no, going like, to teach
1: you patience. <laughs> he's
2: teaching me patience, flexibility. Yeah. I have to remember and try to look at life through, uh, you know, the, the the eyes of a little walnut brain that she has. Oh, yes. I mean, again, she's easier than the average pup anyways, but it's just been such an interesting, dope oh, yeah. journey. Oh, yeah. yeah.
1: What's your neck tattoo say?
2: Uh, I have both sides of my neck done, so the I'll one want-
1: I saw was the other, but I want to I want to hear about them all. Yeah yeah, yeah,
2: so yeah that's what I saw. Freedom is having nothing to lose.
1: Ah, true. That's very true because fear comes when you're holding on to stuff.
2: Yeah, and uh, we're free the moment we decide we're free, not the moment that we achieve the freedom. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I, I, I learned that from a uh, a Holocaust survivor that I met mm-hmm. on a plane. Wow. And we just had this magical, brilliant conversation, and
1: that's the best. That, those playing yeah. conversations, <laughs> those exactly. hours fly by; they go by.
2: Yeah, and it was a long flight, and it was just a just a magical moment, and and I'm so grateful that it happened. And um, yeah, I had that, and on the other side, I have Punjab. So Punjab is the is the area um, mm. in in South Asia where I'm from. Bunj means five, op means river, so to be Punjabi used to be from the five rivers, and ah, oh,
1: that's beautiful.
2: Politically. Half of Punjabs in Pakistan, half of Punjabs in India.
1: So, Interesting.
2: Yeah. My, so my mom's from the India side.
1: Okay. Yeah. Okay. I've only been to India once. I went to Mumbai in 2015 and I was heading back last year and then COVID mm. happened. And I'm hoping to go next year to Delhi area, everywhere around there.
2: Yeah. They're, they're having a really tough time right now. So I like, keep
1: getting all the messages and they're saying really, it's really like lack happens. of oxygen and supplies. And
2: um, yeah, it's a, and, and it's also just, Unfortunately, an extremely uh, overtly apathetic government. You know, Mm -hmm. it's a it's a uh, I I feel like, you know, many of us have have experienced, you know, lip service from governments. um, That's not even a government that does that. Wow. So, you know, they. So when they're shown footage of of people begging hospitals for another bed, they're just like, oh, no, that's 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 not everybody. That's just that's that's just a rare moment. You know, they're not even saying I feel sorry for that person and banning banning Twitter and and banning Facebook from uh, allowing any type of tweets and content that is critical of them and uh, uh, threatening Twitter and Facebook employees with uh, arrests if they don't comply. So it's and this is this is a democracy.
1: Right, I was gonna say my friends are DMing me like it's a dictatorship over here.
2: Yeah, even though it's supposed to be a democracy, it's a the the the, the country is being exposed for what it really is, and um, mm. I'm really hoping, um, despite how 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 horrible it's getting and it's only getting worse, that um, some long term sustainable positive change comes from this.
1: Yeah, is there anything that we can do to help or to be allies here?
2: I think spreading the word. I think think, you know, in general, anybody who's in a position of privilege, when they speak on behalf of those who don't have that privilege, the message is that much stronger. Um, many of us, especially in the first world, uh, it's easy for us to focus on how we are part of the marginalized communities, but we're also part of privileged communities. We live Absolutely. in countries with running water, mm-hmm. access to free, you know, access to Internet, uh, access to medical care and in and, and other parts of the world and where the majority of people live. That's not the case. So, um when it comes to this spreading the word, especially when, when when citizens within the country can't, at the fear of of, of uh, getting arrested or, or any mm-hmm. other punishment, um, letting 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 the current administration in that country know that the rest of the world is watching, uh, so and, and holding them accountable, uh, I think is the best thing. And um, you know, I'd say donate to Amnesty International, but they've already been uh, had their bank accounts frozen by the government. Wow. And spelled, yeah. So you know, organizations that have credibility in the space of helping those who need help are being shut down as well. It's 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 getting, real bad. yeah. It's a, um, we we could go on for an hour about how 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 bad it's really getting there, and 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 the and the nuances of of racism, um, mm. and the organizations that are in power there, and uh, how they relate back to, uh. They go for as far back as the Nazis. It gets really it wow. gets really bad over there. Yeah, and the, and and the current head of the administration there, their their current president, prime minister. Mm-hmm. Um, before he was prime minister, he was banned from the United States for human rights Good. violations. Good. So just to show you his resume, George that, 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 that was George Bush, George W. Bush had him banned from the United States because he was violating human rights. Uh, he, he incited riots uh, in his home state in India. Um, and now, um, you know, he, he's welcome with open arms because he's the prime minister. And, uh, you know, both both Obama and Trump welcomed him with open arms. So, mm. you know, the, the game's rigged either way.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Wow. Wow.
2: And I think, especially now, as 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 philosophies and ideas and concepts that have their origins of that part of the world or have made their way over here, and everyone's eating turmeric and doing yoga and, mm-hmm. and saying words like karma and and and, and meditating and and, and creating, uh, you know, a new a new world of spiritualization. Um, the very least we can do is support the people where this came from and, uh, and um, not just take, you know, let's, let's contribute and we can contribute with our voices um, and amplify what's happening and speak on behalf of those who can't speak for themselves right now.
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. I, I feel a responsibility to be able to use my platform in that way. Like when my friends were messaging about the farmer's um, I guess that was, it was at its height, you know, like within the last six months, at least for me, it'd be a game on my radar then, and to be able to use the platform to share and then to tell my audience, like how they can help, how they can support. But it was interesting though, because no matter what you share, you're going to have people in the comment section, like, well, you don't understand and you don't know, mm-hmm. but I'm like, it, it always feels to me that if there's people fighting for something, I'm I'm going to stand in love with them because <laughs> they're, yes, they're upset for a reason. And it's, you know, folks are sending me this and it feels like it was more than what I was able to just read online. It was deeper than just what I was seeing.
2: And, and that's the thing it's, um, you know, that, you know, shout outs to Rihanna for, you know,
1: absolutely uh,
2: sh- shining light on that as well. And as I said, like that got international attention because people mm-hmm. outside the country Started speaking on behalf of them, and I come from a descendant of farmers, and um, you know the you know the, the laws that they're protesting, you know, were were passed very quickly and quietly during the pandemic, um, and any any type of uh, efforts to you know speak about these laws or whatever were, we're met with violence, and um, it really is about narrative building. You know, at yeah. this point, you know it's, it depends on who you know what side of the story. Who's
1: selling the story? Who's, who, who's, who has the who, platform? Exactly, to sell who's the story. selling
2: the story? And yeah. uh, you know, unfortunately, that hasn't been resolved either. Yeah. And the challenge with all of this is, you know, one of the the political ploys that you know the the current administration did there was to, you know, you know, I'm in Canada, so our prime minister he made a comment of, "We will always support." people in any democracy to, to, to peacefully protest, Mm. which, which, which India took as an insult, Mm. but to to ensure that Canada didn't make any more comments like that, you know, India sent Canada vaccines because India has one of the bigger manufacturers of vaccines. And, you know, they did that at the cost of their own people. You Mm. know, you see the political plays that happened there. And I want people to understand that it's not okay. My people are farmers. I care about this cause because they're my people. Because when you sh- when you zoom out, it's the working class is, 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 is fighting against governments who are selling their land, resources and livelihoods to corporations.
0: Mm-hmm. And
2: that's happening everywhere. Yeah. You know, that's happening in Germany. That's happened in Central America. Unfortunately, when you go to the grocery store, whatever stickers on that banana that you're buying, you know, that company, they, they mm-hmm. have a track record. The human rights violations, they have a track record of stealing land from independent farmers, turning people who own farmland into farm workers. You know, this is happening everywhere in the world. And just the current fight now is happening in India, uh, a country where over half the entire working population works in agriculture. And, you know, this is building momentum up where, you know, you have an individual in charge who, as I said, human rights violations to the T, but also, as I said, he was... You know, he was a mentor to Donald Trump. Donald Trump wished he had the power that this guy had.
1: It was exactly. It was
2: it was a, it was a significant hard thing. And you know, this is something important I want to tell people, especially on their spiritual journeys. Um. You know, who's selling the ideas is important, but wow. how, how spirituality is being sold to us is also important. And there's a lot of spiritual practices that are really. Uh, well disguised, and well, you know, and as as well meaning, but they're actually taking us further away of, of what Ooh, the call
1: speak is. on it, speak on it, yes. Um,
2: and and again, you're allowed to have your own opinions, but my personal belief is, the you know, especially if if you believe in any type of Eastern philosophy, whether that's mm-hmm. a Sikh philosophy, Buddhist philosophy, Hindu philosophy, whatever, um, the ego is the enemy. In so many ways, the ego is a barrier to so much peace. Um, however, we're being sold spirituality by stroking our egos.
1: Exactly. It's taken and us further into ego. Because yeah, now we're a practicer of spirituality. Yeah. That's my we talk new about ego. how,
2: yeah, what, what the universe is telling us, yeah. you know, everything's conspiring for us. It's all about us. We look at our astrology. We look at all of this. Yeah. What is important and what will actually make, you know, what what the antidote to the pain the ego causes is love. And you mm. know this because we all chase love. When mm. you fall in love with somebody, you you start to melt your ego. You don't see exactly. them, you don't see you, you see in us. You okay. create a connectedness. You know, if you want more of that connectedness beyond just a romantic relationship, it's connectedness with everybody. And one of the biggest practices for that connectedness is service, mm. servicing other people. And if your spiritual teachings don't include Diva. that. <laughs> devil, yeah. yeah. It's Siva. And if, if your spiritual teachings aren't don't include that, if it's not mentioned, if it's not part of the practice, then realize that this has been packaged in a way to profit off of you. Exactly. It's great. You know, do your yoga, do your do your different types of meditations, take your ice baths, read your <laughs> astrological signs. Do all Charge that, your but,
1: crystals, light yeah. your incense.
2: <laughs> do it all. But if, if there's no service no involved, yeah, well, it, well, there is judgment.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying not to judge because I mean, I too, you know, I don't do any of those things really. But yes, As I, I know said, that everybody said is in do, different places. I'm know.
2: saying do it all, but if there's no service, you, you're headed in the wrong direction. You know, I it's it's you. it's you know, it's like you know, you know, some people use artificial sweeteners instead of sugar because they think it's yes. healthier. And <laughs> yes, kind of, yes. Oh, wait, it's very frustrating. <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's the same idea. It's just. Yeah. N- If if there's the the easiest way, the two two lessons I learned around spirituality were judge your spiritual teacher by how loud they laugh. Mm. And I think that's a brilliant one as somebody who's been going to spiritual camps since he was six, seven years old. Judge judge the ones, judge them based on their laugh. The ones that take themselves too seriously run the other way.
3: I love it.
2: And and number two, service. If service isn't involved, you're not, there's no evolution involved in this. You're, all that other stuff is cool and it's important taking care of yourself, servicing yourself. All of that is great, but there has to be service to other people. And that service can be helping, helping those less fortunate. That service can be uh, helping family members. That service can be giving 10% of your income. I don't care what that is, but this idea of service, this idea of understanding that you are a part of something bigger than just yourself, yes. uh, that is extremely important. And so when we talk about what's happening in the world, those that control messaging really want to divide us and that's how they conquer us. You know, whether they say Democrat, Republican, whether they say patriot or terrorist, whether they say black or white, all of these are designed to make people take, turn, take teams and pick sides. Mm. And what's happening right now in India is not about Indians or Punjabi people or farmers. It's about working class people standing up for their right to make a living uh, against governments who are selling their ability to make a living to corporations and corporatizing it, which we see happening all the time. But we don't see it happening this quick. Even, you know, even Uber, for example, took out the taxi industry. It happened slowly over six, seven years. It didn't happen in the summer. You know, that's what's happening here. This is happening wow. very quickly, very violently. And it will continue to happen unless there are pages in history that show that the people won't put up with this shit. Right, And that's what's important. This is happening in Myanmar. This was happening in Hong Kong. This Mm -hmm. is happening in other parts of the world. It's the people versus the establishment. And it doesn't have to be a conspiracy. When there's profit to be made, this stuff is going to happen. It doesn't have to, you don't have to watch a lot of weird YouTube videos to find out what's going on. This is Mm -hmm. literally people doing this stuff for profit. And the simple fact is a human, you know, sitting on the 55th floor and he's a CEO of a big company, He's not evil. He's just so disconnected from what's happening to the average person that he doesn't feel it when he's hurting someone. The same way the president of the United States can order an airstrike. And since he'll never have to see the bodies, he'll never feel it. Exactly. So, you know, this is not good versus evil. This is any human being would be capable of doing this stuff if they're disconnected from each other. And the solution here is connecting with each other. And connection, by definition, is not being near somebody. It's understanding somebody and Mm -hmm. caring somebody yeah. and feeling understood and feeling cared for. And that's why there's so many of us who have so many people in our lives that feel lonely because we mm. don't feel that connectedness, that connectedness comes from feeling understood and feeling cared for. And the best way to combat that loneliness is to first seek people to understand and seek people that you can care for. And again, I'm not telling you who to care for. I'm not telling you who right. to serve. Please include service into your diet and your spiritual, it it is more important than all that other stuff combined.
1: I agree. I agree. I believe, you know, for me, I was doing some service always, you know, I do, I get a lot of emails from people that are hurting, that are suffering. And I respond, you know, at length, (laughs) I take phone calls for free, you know, if I can see that this is a person that is truly reaching out. And they're always like, Oh, my gosh, I can't believe you replied. But it feels like I don't have a choice. Like I couldn't just leave that, you know, in my box. But I've reached out one of my uncles is a pastor. And he feeds people in a neighborhood in Pensacola, Florida, every single Saturday, he goes mm-hmm. and gets food from all over the city and brings it. it's like about a 1000 people that come out every weekend. And there's like, they have to have police there, you know, to like escort the crowd. And to be able to contribute, in feeding people lately, that's really been speaking to me. And I don't know how to get started, um, but I don't know if you have anything to share about that.
2: Um, Yeah, I have a friend who, you know, every Saturday he volunteers at a soup kitchen. And when he describes it, he doesn't describe it from a a sign of virtue. He describes it from like the necessity of it, this therapy for him Mm. to You know, to gain perspective and connecting with other people, to be in service, to move, to to connect with other people, to hear other people's stories, to to practice the art of humanizing people. You know, it's very challenging to humanize people that we see through our screens. And again, you know, isolation is further fed in our in our social media culture because everything is a metric. Everything is a metric. I post a picture. I count the likes. This is yep. not me saying I'm going to be my authentic self and I am sharing this with people who I know understand and care for me. It's I'm going to let the people decide what they like. Do they like that picture of me in a bathing suit? Do they like that picture of me with my puppy? Do they like that picture of me with my family? Or do they like that picture of me when, you know, I'm, I I haven't been taking care of myself or what mm-hmm. have you.
3: Mm-hmm. And
2: it takes us the exact opposite way. We don't get to be our authentic selves we're not encouraged to further discover our authentic selves because we're not in an environment where we feel safe to be ourselves cared for, or even understood. And when we go out and we service, and it can be anything, you know, I, I, I I live down the street from a, from a vegan burrito spot and every Saturday they, they hand out burritos to to those who need it. And they pretty much, they didn't organize anything. There's a, there's a, there's a, uh, a community grocery store, um, Two blocks away, uh, it's, mm. a, it's, a, it's a challenging neighborhood over there, um, and they just catch people who are standing in line there, and being like, "Hey, yeah. while you're standing in line, here's here's a burrito. This, mm. You know, this will keep you full for half a day." Yep. And uh, you know, hand out the burritos. When we're done, we leave. Nothing needs to be said. No pictures need to be taken. Exactly. And all of that.
1: Exactly. Because I again,
2: the idea of the ego validating the ego, validating the self. Our ego is everything that we're not, and I understand it. It's the easiest Mm. way to sell something to somebody.
1: Yeah, yeah. when
2: you make it about them. Um, And when we can, but we feel the greatest when we melt our ego. You know, when you're holding your your baby child or your niece or nephew, you know, and your ego melts and everything is about them. And you will do everything and anything for them. Your own needs and concerns don't matter anymore. Or when you love somebody, you just want to be in service. You just want to see them smile. Yeah. these are pathways for love, you know, and these pathways of love can be open with anybody.
1: Right, right. You, know? you dissolve into love. It's just a doorway, but once you get in there, that love is not tied to that person or that baby Exa- or that exactly. puppy. Exactly,
2: they're, they're pathways. Formless. And yeah, and some pathways are wider and more intense than others, but these pathways. Mm-hmm. This pathway can be made with mint chocolate chip ice cream. This pathway,
1: <laughs> exactly.
2: Um, it can be made with your favorite song. It can be made with anything. And, and our goal, because we've we've created this border, our ego is this border, this membrane that makes the, the, the drop think that it's separate from the ocean. Mm. And those moments that we, we dissolve the membrane, even temporarily, that's the moment that we become everything and nothing. Yeah. And that's the moment, that's that ultimate oneness that we feel. And whether exactly. you achieve that through meditation, whether you achieve that through uh, amazing sex with somebody you care about, whether you achieve that through doing a plant medicine, you know, you you know what I'm talking about. Mm. You know, whether you achieve that going cheek to cheek with a baby, what, however you have achieved it in the past, that comes through connectedness. Yeah. And we can create that connectedness with people, and we just have to be realistic with it. Not everybody you serve is going to express gratitude, and that's okay. Exactly. You're not servicing. You're not servicing others to achieve To receive gratitude, you're servicing for the sake of servicing because you can service. Yes. And um, my mom taught me a story when I was really young, and it's always stuck with me. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was about you know a man making roti, uh, mm-hmm. for for the community, and you know he was making them. And then a dog came and stole a bundle of them and ran away. And then he chased after the dog. And while he chased after the dog, he said, Wait, wait, don't take those. I haven't buttered them yet. (laughs) You know, his only concern was that the dog didn't get the right one yet. And it always made me think about this, which was just like, you know, it's so important to serve. And uh, in my own journey, I've I've spent so much time trying to service myself, Mm -hmm. uh, stroke my ego uh validate myself you know all those cheap you know canal street knockoffs of love validation attention you know money fame all of that Um, and it wasn't realizing until i achieved a certain level of it that it doesn't
1: empty (laughs) empty
2: yeah i mean it doesn't it it does nothing to, to 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 address that emptiness yeah that we feel um you know, it it does absolutely nothing. If anything, it can make things worse because now you're in a position where you have resources to further distract yourself.
1: Exactly. Exactly. You know, um, in 2013, that's what happened to me. Like I was at the height of like the curlynikki dot com success, and I wasn't happy. And I knew that nothing, no more accolades, no other TV spots, you know, no other magazine interviews, like nothing was going to fill. This void that I was very aware of, and I had been practicing that a form of spirituality, and I could tell that it wasn't the whole story and I dove deep from twenty thirteen until like two years ago i just I'm just resurfacing <laughs> so that's it amazing. was necessary, yeah, necessary, Beautiful. and I found that love, you know, and that's it's like that love is all that's left, and there's no true practice, you know it's really just. If I have to call it a practice, it's like just staying aware of and as this love and then being that, showing up as that, not as Vicky, but as love in every situation, in every moment, on every Zoom call, you know, at every meeting.
2: And and, sh- and, and if there is an act, it's sharing that love, spreading it, you know, with an yeah. abundance mindset, realizing that your well will never go dry sharing love, exactly. even, to those, even to those who who are not in a position to feed it. Yeah. Sorry, sorry. Um, even to those who are not in a position to receive it, mm. you know, because some, you know, some it's people still have work to do to, to to open up the wall, you know, open up the floodgates and, and, and tear down the walls that they've had to build dealing yeah. with previous trauma. Exactly. So they can't receive the love that you give. And that's okay. Your job isn't to ensure they received it. You know, you don't need that confirmation number of delivery. You just, you just have to send it out. <laughs> you're, you're, exactly. you're sharing the overflow of love that you have in your life. So... Uh, I appreciate you giving an opportunity to talk about all of that.
1: Yeah, I want to hear you tell my audience the Sisyphus story that I heard you share on your IG, one of your um, interviews. And it was powerful. And I feel like it's appropriate for the conversation we've been having.
2: Yes. So it's it's inspired by Albert Camus. So the last book I wrote is a book called uh, Things No One Else Can Teach Us. And uh, it was inspired by Albert Camus quote, which was, uh, in the darkest of winters, I found within me an eternal summer. Mm. And Albert Camus. Wow, the, that's
1: good. That is yeah. powerful. I can feel that. I feel into that. That's good.
2: Yeah, he's a he's a he's a he's a he's a French. He was a French philosopher. I think it was about I want to say 100 years ago, probably. Mm-hmm. Um, it's crazy to think 100 years ago is still pretty modern. He, uh, yeah, he died. Yeah. He died in a car accident, but he was, I think it was 100 years ago, or something like that.
3: Wow. And
2: um, he he his style of philosophy is known as absurdism which was which is pretty much uh it's it's as whack as you think it is but just laugh at it that's 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 the easiest way to put it i
1: love that
2: yep yeah everything is just you know it's not it's not it's not some 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 intoxicated uh, optimism it's like hey it, it, the world is exactly <laughs> as whack as you think it is and just laugh just, just laugh, laugh at the fact that it is whack and uh yep. You know, popular TV shows that probably use Albert Camus, like Rick and Morty, uh, mm-hmm. Bojack yeah. Horseman. Yeah. These are these are absurdist style comedies where they yeah. where they show you how whack life is, but they make it funny. I
1: love both um, of those. They're good. Yeah.
2: So his he has his famous quote, and and he says it in French, but uh, the translation is "Imagine Sisyphus happy." So Sisyphus is an old Greek story, uh, in the analogy of hell, which is mm-hmm. uh, man Sisyphus is pushing a really big boulder up a hill. And then once he gets to the top of the hill, the boulder just rolls down the other side. Mm. And go back down, push the boulder right back up the hill and watch it roll down the other side. And this being a great analogy for life, because the moment you think you've achieved something, it just rolls all the way back down. You got to yeah. start all over. Uh, and, and the example I used in, 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 in that last interview was like school. You know, you, mm-hmm. you, you graduate high school, you know, you have a bunch of friends, you have a social status, you built a whole bunch of stuff. You know by the end of high school you know when you're a senior and then you roll back to the bottom of the hill now you're a freshman in college you may have no social status you may have no friends you may not understand the new system of scheduling school
0: accountability all
2: of that square (laughs) one spend four years there figure it all out get cool get settled get set then you graduate and now you're starting a new job you're back you're back down to the bottom um (laughs) And, it, and, and it's this idea you know because we we all catch ourselves promising ourselves when we get to the top of that hill everything's going to be perfect and we'll live happily ever after because that's what happens on tv there's a happily ever after because everything yeah, has to yeah, get yeah. condensed into that 22 minute television show um and albert Camus just said imagine sisyphus happy and there's a lot of value to this idea this mm. other book called maps of meaning uh where dr jordan peterson is, is, is exploring the meaning of life and he pretty much says the same thing which is the meaning of life is to Take on as much responsibility as you can, mm. um, you know, and he said, you know, what if people want, actually want to push a boulder? And if we think about our own lives, there's so many times that we voluntarily do hard things True. and difficult things. And we don't actually want to chill and do nothing. We don't actually want to win the lottery and sit on a beach and drink all day. Right. We don't we want to want, be
1: of service. We want to
2: be of right. service or we want at least to have some purpose. We wanna have some we wanna get up in the morning knowing what we have to do. Oftentimes, right now for many of us, it's kind of chosen for us, whether we've set ourselves up in a life and we gotta pay some debts and we gotta you know pay some bills and we gotta go to work. But then, you know, even if you pass that, like there's gotta be a purpose, whether it's a project, Mm -hmm. whether it's something else. And um, you know, so for Abu say, imagine Sisyphus happy, it's like imagine that boulder actually gives him meaning and he knows. The moment he gets to the top, it's going to roll back down. And right. he laughs at that and he does it again. And it's the same <laughs> idea of, you know, you you know, the moment you graduate school, you're going to have to find something new to work on. You know, the yeah. moment, you know, you find that per- person, now you got to plan the wedding. You know, the moment you right. have that big, beautiful, fairytale wedding, now you got to figure out your mortgage and pay off yeah. the debts from the wedding. You know, <laughs> after you have your kids, you're going to set some new goals. And now they got to go yeah. to school and I got to watch their yeah. life cycle. And it's just kind of like, look, there isn't a way to, just, just laugh at this. It yeah. is absurd, but it's funny. And you know, life. Uh, the other favorite quote I have, and I and I can't attribute it at the present moment, but uh, life is a comedy to those who think, and a tragedy to those who feel. And I think mm-hmm. if we just keep, you know, jumping yeah. back and forth between the thinking and feeling, um, we'll, we'll we'll gain a healthier vision of what this life is and what it what it can be. In yeah. those moments where we don't feel so good, it's also an opportunity for us to connect with others who have always not been feeling so good mm. uh, instead of falling into the trap of being, feeling like a victim.
1: Right. Right. Oh, that's so good. Well, please tell my audience at home how they can connect with you.
2: Uh, you can find me on Instagram uh, at humble the poet. Uh, and I've also started my own online community uh, called humble the poets, handsome friends. And that's just at humble slash community. And the spirit of that community is to create something that is built like social media, but uh, it's not as exhausting and it's not as heavy. I saw
1: that. That was when I read it, I'm like, ah, first of all, you're a genius. Second of all, thank you. Because it's, you can only do so much curating of your feed. It's heavy, period. It's a heavy ass experience every time you get on social media. So to be able to know you're going somewhere with like-minded people. um,
2: And, And also this idea of like, you know, I'm, I'm grateful I have a big audience now for my work, but the next level of that is not for just, it's not about how many people know who Humble the Poet is. It's how many people have, you know, how do we connect these nodes of other people as well? Yeah. You know, it's it's like going to your favorite concert and making a friend there. Sometimes it's not even about who's on stage. It's about exactly. the meeting, the it's, a it. it's a
1: fellowship. It's the fellowship and it's the yeah. engagement, not you engaging with every individual, but them engaging with each other. Because and
2: I couldn't I couldn't if energy. I wanted to. Yeah. I don't yeah. I don't have to care. You know, I'm, I'm fortunate again with the big numbers, but I can't I couldn't reply to every message I get. I'm sure you feel the same way.
3: Absolutely. So when
2: I when I created this community, you know, it's just beautiful and brilliant because they get to communicate with each other so if somebody right. posts you know so now when people reach out to me with challenges and problems i encourage them to go there yeah. because not only can i chime in but there's also 15 20 other people exactly. that can also chime in with their uh, in, their yeah. ideas their experiences their perspectives and that's the thing too i i am aware of you know my my privileges you know i can yeah. I, I am a visible minority and and i am part of a marginalized community but i'm also a male and there's certain privileges that come with being a male. I'm also mm-hmm. uh, a heterosexual male. There's certain privileges that come with being a heterosexual male. I'm also mm-hmm. living in the first world. Uh, I'm also self-employed. You know, these are all things that that are privileges that I am that I recognize. So hearing people who, who are from different communities have different perspectives on things. And sometimes yeah. I'm still, you know, the old me still wants to tell people to suck it up sometimes. <laughs> and sometimes yeah. before I get a chance to tell anyone to suck it up, there's already five people messaging and flooding that individual with empathy kindness and caring Mm -hmm. and me realizing that hey sometimes people aren't telling and this is and and, you know this is the common issue i think with guys you know you hear a problem you think you need to solve it yeah and sometimes you just need to hear it and the only thing you need to say is all you need to do is show that you hear them like hey i hear you that must suck i'm sorry that's happening. And, you know, that's something I'm learning because that wasn't, you know, I wasn't raised in an environment where that was encouraged, um, you know, and that's nobody's fault. You know, the people that were raised raised in an environment like that too. And it's up to me to recognize that and break the pattern. So this community has taught me so much and people have already been messaging me within this community, uh, talking about the friendships they've made, you know, it's, it's geo, uh, it has a geography uh, tab to it. So you can Mm. find people in your area, in your neighborhood, you can find people in your city, in your country. So sometimes I have, you know, followers in Indonesia or some other places that yeah. may not, I might never get a chance to be, ever be out there, but now they can find other people and that I'm I'm the starting point of their relationship. Exactly. And, now they, you know, and the truth of the matter is it's not two people who are fans of Humble the Poet, it's two people who uh, are on a journey That you know, someone like humble the poet can add value to, which means they have so much more in common. So
1: exactly, uh,
2: and I'm I'm loving it. You know, we're we're approaching ten thousand members. It's much smaller than my social media, but it's still at a level where I can reply to all the DMs. It's still at a level where I can read everybody's comments, like everybody's stuff. But, um the followers isn't a thing or it might be a thing
1: mm-hmm, not mm-hmm. front
2: and center likes isn't a thing
1: yes uh, you
2: know there's very little curation
1: authenticity is a thing and <laughs> transparency is. is a thing <laughs> that's and
2: awesome the one you know i i do have the power to highlight content that i like and one of the mm. one that highlighted was just somebody asking what's your favorite thing about this community and just to, i wanted people to read the answers and the answers are just like everybody is so kind here it yeah. is so light I don't feel that I have to be anybody here. And I think, you know, social media had the right idea when they first started. But, you know, as their priorities changed and they turned into vehicles to advertise and sell us a bunch of shit that we don't need yeah. Yeah. and keep us on their platforms as long as possible, they, they really started to turn into kind of fast food. And, yeah. you know, they, they stopped focusing on what we need or what we would like to have. And they just focused on what we would be addicted to. You know, and, and that's just a lot of deliciousness or a lot of uh, emotionally charging stuff. You exactly. know, the, 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 the
1: outrage posts, the outrage,
2: <laughs> yes, all of that. What you are we know, mad Charlotte,
1: at today? Outrage. Exactly.
2: What do we have to worry about today? It 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 allows us to feel like every problem is our problem, mm. and we're not we're not designed for this. We we you know, for thousands and thousands and thousands of years, we lived in small communities mm. where everybody knew everybody. Um, and we took care of our communities, and we were accountable to our communities. And I'm not saying those communities were perfect, because everybody had a role to play, and sometimes those roles were not equitable, yeah. especially yeah. to women. Um, but that's how we we were we were still designed to be in these smaller communities. And now we're part of these communities of hundreds of thousands and millions of people. And yeah. now we, we're supposed to take everything everybody says as seriously as possible. Yeah. Like it's impossible. It's just. <laughs> It's like just yeah. eating McDonald's French fries nonstop. Yep. you know, it's it's delicious, but it's definitely not nutritious, and
1: absolutely not. Absolutely,
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that and that's what I'm trying to recognize. And I was actually going to quit social media uh, until this idea was presented to me, which was, you know, don't just give up on the people that are connected with you. You know, find a solution. So this oh, community, I love that. Yeah, humblethepoet.com slash community is is my effort at not complaining and and, and creating a solution Mm -hmm. and an alternative. And I'm encouraging people to come check it out. Join the family. Uh, We're lighthearted. We're fun. Um, And again, we don't do too much curation unless one or two, uh, you know, people who cross certain lines get get involved. But we don't really have to at this point. And uh, I'm, I'm loving it. I like being on there. And I love the fact that I'm not the center of attention. (laughs)
1: Well, thank you for that service and I hope y'all will check it out. I know that I will. Thank you again for joining me, taking the time out of your day to share all these beautiful gems today. Did we we answer
2: all the questions that your friend wanted to answer as well? Oh,
1: you know what? Let me pull those up. I don't want to get one of them. I remember because it was also my question. He wants to know veg or no veg and if it matters for enlightenment. That's one of his two questions. Okay.
2: I mean, that's, that's an interesting one for me. So I... Grew up vegetarian, so my mom discovered spirituality, uh, or, or she began her spiritual journey when I was about seven.
1: Mm-hmm. And
2: that influenced the household, and then our household turned vegetarian
1: because
2: mm-hmm. um, that was a so when you were
1: seven. You went I vegetarian, seven. okay?
2: But I wasn't a big meat eater before that. She, you know, I I don't think I'd ever had a Big Mac, or I wasn't okay. eating a lot of just meat in general,
1: like bacon uh, every morning for breakfast. Like, yeah, most no, Americans really do. Would.
2: Yeah, <laughs> no, no, that wasn't the case. A lot of our traditional. Yeah. The thing too is in India, if you go to a restaurant in India. Uh, the categories are veg and non-veg.
3: So ah, vegetarian
2: yeah. is the default, right? A lot yeah. of cultures inherited to are vegetarian. So I grew up vegetarian and it really wasn't discussed as a topic. It was just mm-hmm. you're vegetarian. Um, and I already wasn't the most excited around different meats. Um, I recently, in recently, I mean, during the summer of 2020, got. Uh, I was working on a project where I was trying to, um, I was doing some modeling and I had to fit in certain clothes and Mm. I had certain fitness goals and I was talking to the trainer and he gave me my vegetarian meal plan. And I looked at it and I was like, wow, I live on my own and I'm not the yeah. greatest cook. And I was like, this is complicated. And I, like, or, <laughs> I is don't I cook orig- either. I don't cook.
1: I'm vegetarian and I don't cook. It's hard. So be it's vegetarian hard. and it not is cook. Hard. It's
2: especially mm. when a lot of the alternatives aren't as healthy as they may seem. Right,
1: right. Yeah.
2: So then my trainer was like, oh, you're going to eat meat. He goes, and the thing with meat is, Ooh. you know, if you, if you, if, you go, if you go with the organics and you go with this, whatever, there's that. So I started... Uh, I I literally started eating meat last summer Um, in in terms of spiritual and spirituality practices. Again, um, I'm sure it could have an impact. As I said, I I, I put service above everything else. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, obviously eating meat has an impact also on your carbon footprint. Mm -hmm. You know, the the biggest polluter in the world is the beef industry. Mm -hmm. Um, So contributing to that could also be an issue Um, in terms of, I think about the diets I've had to do when I've done different uh, um, plant medicines, mm-hmm. whether it was ayahuasca, having a mushroom ceremony, five me DMT. I've always had to give, but you're given different diets what to eat or not eat beforehand. Yeah. When I was a complete vegetarian, I was I was given diets you know that was easy to follow because I wasn't eating meat. I had to stay away from caffeine uh, mm-hmm. or dairy and stuff like that. Um, I didn't necessarily notice a benefit. Okay. And um, as a meat eater, I've only done two. Two different ones, mm-hmm. uh, and I went vegetarian for that. I didn't notice that much of a difference,
0: okay. um,
2: but I do, I do believe, probably from a no-brainer perspective, uh, especially with just the commodification and corporatization of food and farming, uh, you're probably better off not eating meat yeah. uh, if you mm-hmm. can. Um, however, in in you know as a as a consumer, as somebody who grew up in a capitalist society. It is dramatically easier to accomplish your 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 feeding goals if you eat meat. Um, so I, I look at it from that perspective. Um, mm. But I think in the long term, if I want to continue with it, I would like to look into uh, sourcing it myself versus yeah. getting it from the grocery store and not knowing what's happening there Um, and, and and viewing it from a perspective that, you know, the first people, first nation people here had, which was, you know, a place of gratitude and a place of complete usage and all of that. And uh, understanding the idea that we don't have a life, that we are life, yeah, you know, and uh, you know, as as I said, we're all, we're all sourced, you know, and there is no death, there is no life and death when it comes to that concept of it. But uh, there, I understand the ethics. I understand all of that. And as I said, I'm not, in any way, shape, or form uh, perfect
3: mm.
2: and or uh, and preaching a message of perfection in any way. So mm. was a vegetarian for a very long time. Currently, I'm not a vegetarian. Uh, still find myself not the biggest fan. I mean, I I, I eat chicken breasts and I yeah. eat a steak once in a while, but I'm not going out. I haven't, I haven't had McDonald's. Yeah. I haven't gone to a fast food restaurant or a nice restaurant and had a bunch of meat. It was just yeah. more so like, this is easy to cook at home. And this has helped me achieve the fitness goals that I need to accomplish for this modeling gig. Modeling
1: gig, that's dope. I'm a flexitarian. I modeled
2: underwear. I modeled
1: underwear. Okay, then. Nice. Uh, Very nice. Yeah, Yeah, I'm a flexitarian. I go back and forth between like veganism, vegetarianism, and then eating fish. Um, In 2019, I was in Spain. I ate a lot of meat. (laughs) And then I went vegan to kind of detox. But I'm vegetarian presently. Yeah. Um, his other question is, why do we need guru to reach the Almighty? He says, "I just want to know what he thinks about that."
2: So let's start with what guru means. Guru means dark. Ru means light. So you know, guru is somebody who can help take you from, from from darkness to light. Mm-hmm. You can look at that from like spiritual darkness to light or ignorance to light or, you know, mm-hmm. so anybody who's teaching you something, who's illuminating you is your guru from that. You know, my, my trainer is my boxing guru.
3: Mm-hmm. You
2: know, um. These people on YouTube whose recipes I watch and learn how to cook—they're my guru. Yeah. Um, so I think a spiritual guru would be the same along the same lines. So I'm from—I come from Sikh heritage. So the guru in Sikh heritage right now is Guru Granth Sahib. Mm-hmm. Uh, guru uh, grant means compilation. So it's it's a collection of writing from uh, six six of the ten Sikh gurus. So six mm-hmm. of them, the first, second, third, fourth, fifth, and the ninth, their their writings are included in there uh, as I've well. I've been
1: reading it for the last year.
2: Oh, lovely. Uh, and if you check that out, it's, it's, it's literally just the most inspiring love poems to the it almighty. It is, you know,
1: truly, truly.
2: You're, you're not gonna find a lot of do this, don't do this. You're not gonna find a lot of that. You're gonna find a lot of expressions of love, a lot of poetry, yeah. uh, mm-hmm. and a lot of uh, philosophical ideas. Um, but also it includes writing from people like Kabirji, Bhagat Das, people from other faiths, other ideas, and, and, and just everybody kind of maintaining this kind of same concept of service, meditation, uh, your, your, which is your ego, your attachment, your anger, your, your, your lust, and, uh, your greed being yeah. five roadblocks to, to your peace.
1: Absolutely. So
2: these being the main ideas. Um, so, I believe that we're all students and we should be lifelong learners. Mm-hmm. Um, I am not personally the biggest fan of, I understand why it happens. Uh, worship mm-hmm. in terms of especially worshiping a guru or a person. Um, I think it's origins kind of come from our survival. So it's like, you know, if we were in small tribes and one, one individual was an amazing hunter. We would look up to them for being an amazing hunter and, mm-hmm. um, and that's how, that was a survival tactic to, to, to learn how to hunt better yep. like them. But not only would we copy their hunting styles, we may start dressing like them. We may start walking like them. We may start acting like them. We may do our, you know, and that's no different than, you know, we admire LeBron James. So now we wear his shoes. Now we yep. drink Sprite. Now we drive the car he drives. If he wears a certain shirt, we, we do that. There's, there's something inherent in us that, that makes us kind of worship and look up to people that way. Yeah. Uh, especially people that can, that accomplish things that feel uh, beyond human, you know, um, an amazing actor, you know, the celebrity culture that we have, um, you know, it's, it's, it's in line with what we've always been doing. And I see that when it comes to spirituality, which is like, Mm -hmm. this person is my guru. I'm going to bow down to their feet. I'm going to pay their bills. I'm going to do all of this type of stuff. Uh, I'm not the biggest fan of that. I don't think it's essentially necessary. I see the value of, uh, humility. I see Mm -hmm. the value great student. Um, but at the same time, uh, I think there's a danger in that. Um, especially if you have someone who takes themselves really seriously. And I mean yep. there's plenty of plenty, plenty, plenty of stories of, you know, those those powers that these individuals have being abused. Absolutely. So Absolutely. I mean I have mentors, I have people who are my teachers, but then those relationships go back and forth. So you know, I, I work with a, another rapper who's a who's a brilliant freestyler. So he's my freestyle guru, and
3: yeah. then I'm
2: his I'm his pen to paper guru. I give him nice. homework in terms of mm-hmm. how to put pen to paper. He gives me homework in terms of just coming off the top.
0: Um, yeah.
2: You know, I have friends who are you know, teaching me to be a better writer or Mm -hmm. I have friends who are teaching me, you know, mentors in business or I have, you know, mentors in relationships and Mm -hmm. and mentors in the hustle or uh, fitness, you know, Mm -hmm. and at the same time, I could also be, you know, my, my trainer teaches me how to work out properly and I teach him how to strengthen his social media. I like that. Each one teach one. Um, I'm not the biggest prescriber in in terms of certain individuals were were given all the secrets and now everything's only unlocked through them. Yeah. Exactly. Um, I believe we collectively and even the most impactful uh, document in human history, which is the Bible, whether you believe in it or not, we, we don't debate its impact on the planet. Uh, mm-hmm. It was a collaborative effort written over many, many, many years, written by many, many, many people. And I also am a strong believer that we can have the answers without knowing why, because there's a lot coded into us. There's a lot right. of essence that exists into us. Um, so, I, you know, I was raised in a heritage that didn't worship other people and yeah. we did sick heritage doesn't have a hierarchy we don't have a priesthood we don't have any of this type of stuff um so and, and and what we refer to as the almighty whether you call it god the source the great algorithm god whatever um you know why ex- mm-hmm. you know allah it, it exists within you know, the, the, the quickest sources within.
1: Can we say that that's the guru? Because that's what I was going to say for me as a response to his question. To me, like that love that I found here that I can say is within, but there's no within or without, but just this love is the guru.
2: Yeah. And, and I, as I said, I think the the student might, because Sik, to be S-I-K-H, that means student.
3: Mm.
2: So it's I think it's more about continually and, and and it's just really interesting, just, you know, relating this to something that may not seem related, uh, they did a study on, you know, some of the most impactful, successful humans in the world, whether you like them or not. let's, let's For example, an Elon Musk, uh, you know, his, his impact and his success aren't denied. Yeah. What they've been able to do is they've been able to, to create mental models in their brain where they do not, where they actually get uh, dopamine drops from failure. So when they try something and it doesn't work, they get the same chemical reaction in their brain as if it did work. So they see the value in failure. They see Mm. the enthusiasm towards failure, which is something that we had as students. You know, you're in grade six doing a science experiment and you're trying to, Figure out how to get this egg from one from one location (laughs) to another without cracking it. If if it cracks, you don't break, you don't beat yourself (laughs) up. Like, oh my god, I'm a horrible failure. You laugh it off. You guys try it again. Do it again. And and over time, we lose that. We lose that curiosity. We lose that enthusiasm towards being like, okay, I found a way. It doesn't work. and that's why a lot of successful people aren't afraid to fail because they maintain that or they, they continually train themselves to do so to a point yep. where it becomes, uh, you know, chemically beneficial to them. So I think more so, you know, what I would say is, and an, an, uh, another beautiful quote that I love is, no, no one is my friend, no one is my enemy, everyone is my teacher.
1: Mm, that's uh, good and true. So mm-hmm. I will
2: say a guru is essential to meet the Almighty, but your guru mm. is everybody. If it's Everybody. just so and so, so and so, so and so, you know, they, you know, they could be your primary one. They could teach you a lot of stuff. But, you know, I know for me, especially after the success of my books, mm-hmm. uh, people wanted to put me on that box and on that yep. pedestal as yep. a self-help guru. And I and I've made it clear. I'm like, no, I'm a, mm-hmm. I'm a regular, completely <laughs> flawed guy who can put words together well because I taught mm-hmm. young children and I can rap. <laughs> <laughs> put in a lot and i put a lot of ideas and i'm curious so I, I'll, yeah. I'll i'll read the i'll read the heavy stuff and then make it light and, and, and repackage it for, yeah. synthesize it i'll do that work yeah. but none of that means i'm the source of this none of that means right. i have some you know divine connection that nobody else is uh, able to, to tap into and stuff um and i should never be taken serious and at the same time you know, I can, I also enjoy partying and I, you know, I also, uh, you know, have many ex-girlfriends who won't have nice things to say about me. And, you know, I'm, I'm a normal, I'm a normal, normal guy yeah. and everybody can be a normal, normal human being and, and be on this journey. Um, and I think that's important because I do mm-hmm. see, you know, but at the same time, I, I benefit greatly from mentorship of people. Um, and as once this brilliant, magical Uber driver I had once, he explained to me uh, his mentors are the OGs and the young kids in his neighborhood.
1: I love that.
2: He goes, he has as, as much to learn from an OG as he has to learn from the five-year-old kids watching them yep. chase leaves in the wind. Yep.
1: Yep. And
2: uh, that, that to me is make everybody your guru, then definitely a guru is essential.
1: Ah, that's so powerful. I'm taking that with me. That's a beautiful practice to recognize that in every person you meet to, you know, in a, every individual meeting them with that idea in the back of your mind. Yeah. yeah. Well, thank you again. I truly appreciate you. Thank you all at home for joining us again. I'll be back soon. Um, I love you so much. Send me an email if you need anything. Talk to you later.
2: Much love.